Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined by Matt Kendrick. Matt, how are you? I'm all right. I just don't know. I've just thought you've said your name's Dan Rollins and it's written at the bottom of the screen. We know who you are. Yeah, but this is a podcast as well, remember? Where people can't see I'm the sorry, screen. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Remember sorry we do this as audio as well? Yeah. Are you in I the bathroom, by the way? I'm not in the bathroom. I'm in a different. Um, it's in my back room downstairs, but it's a different view. Uh, I've had to come downstairs because of the Wi Fi issues. Uh, so hopefully you get a clearer connection. I thought you said we weren't going to start with Waffle today. Oh, uh, it's always waffle, mate. Is it nil nil? What are we going to talk about? Um, <laughs> <Good point. laughs> what do you expect? There's a, there's a few bits to, to go through, but first of all, as we usually start these podcasts, your general thoughts on the game. Just seeing there, if you could summarise it in a, in a minute or two. Um, good question. Blankety <laughs> blank. It was um, it's a bit flat, wasn't it? Really, mm. the, the the highlight was seeing Jack Grealish back, which I'm sure we'll go into um, yeah. in some detail shortly. You know, Tyron Tyron Mings has missed that that great chance first half. Just it, to me, it, it shows how much Villa miss Ollie Wat- rely on Ollie Watkins and how little mm. there is in reserve. There wasn't the same kind of verb, if you like, or, or movement. Um, I think we'll, we'll come on to Kim Davis's performance as well. I'm, I'm sure, but yeah, I thought thought a, a draw was was fair enough. Martinez made a couple of decent saves to, to protect the point. Um, probably, dare I say, typical end of season fair. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, then, typical end of season fair. It, it did feel like that, didn't it? It felt almost like a bit of a... It had that kind of pre-season element to it towards the end, the last 20 minutes. So you see Jack come back and a few niggles here and there and just kind of fades out into nothingness, pretty much like, like Villa season. But there's people in the comments are saying that's four points on Everton in a couple of weeks and that's decent progress. Yeah, definitely. I think it, I think it is a decent return. I thought there were some decent performances in there as well. I thought thought McGinn looked a little bit more at it, to be honest, uh, in terms of his, his work rate anyway. I think, um, what did Sooness describe it as before the game? Perpetual motion, was it? I think that was... Uh, that was quite quite accurate because I thought he was I thought he was running his socks off. Uh, I don't think the quality was was always there, but the the, the effort and the endeavour was. Um, and the commentator said that that's probably Ross Barkley's last appearance in a Villa shirt at Villa Park. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be inclined to agree. Obviously, he can't play against um, Chelsea in the final match at Villa Park anyway, and I'm not sure he'd be selected anyway. Now Jack really she's he's back fit and available. Um so yeah, I thought he was he was disappointing um and a bit bit flat again. Um thought Douglas Louise did did okay after being the scapegoat at the at the weekend. I thought he he, he came back and, and looked looked decent. But that's I think that's all it was. It was kind of your six six and sevens out of out of 
ten tonight, but that was enough yeah. to uh, enough to earn a point. Do you feel a bit um, a bit sorry for Barkley at this stage? As he drives off in his <laughs> top of the range sports car to his mansion, um, <laughs> I do I do feel a little bit sorry for him from a, a professional career point of view. If I'm if I'm being honest, because I think this was a real opportunity for him this loan spell, and it's just not happened. Um, I think he probably could have done a little bit more himself to make it make it happen. I don't think he can all be down to to bad luck. I think the injury that he suffered and the injury that coincided with Villa's training ground going into lockdown because um, of the COVID outbreak, which in itself seems like years ago, let alone months ago, I think that stalled his progress and probably stalled Villa's progress at, at yeah. that point as well. But, you know, it's how you, how you bounce back, isn't it? It's how you recover from that. And if you're Ross Barkley leaving Champions League chasing Chelsea um, for Aston Villa, you back yourself to be perhaps not the best player in the Villa dressing room because that's Jack Grealish but you back yourself to be in the top two or three and very rarely since those first couple of games has he been amongst the best 11 yeah. Villa players that's why he's not been, you know until recently he's not he's not made it off the bench into the first team so I think you'd go with an, an element of regret that he, he didn't kind of kick on from from the early stages I'm not sure what his contract situation is like at Chelsea I can't see him staying at Chelsea um, very long, to be honest. They look, they look like they want to go places. Um, mm-hmm. So, he's a Premier League player, isn't he? Where in the Premier League he ends up, I'm not sure. But I don't think it'll be at Chelsea. And I'm very, very sure it won't be at Aston Villa. Yeah, I agree. He'll end up somewhere like Crystal Palace, I think. A lot of, it seems like a lot of Chelsea players go there, but maybe that's me just... Being weird, There's probably been one or two, maybe. Um, talk to me a little about Keenan Davis. Then, like we said, we all knew we'd missed Ollie, missed Ollie Watkins. Um, the comments seem pretty divided from the few I've seen so far. So, for the people watching on live, you can leave, let us know what you think of Davis, and we'll kind of throw those in as well. Some people are saying he should be proud of his performance. Some people say he did nothing. <laughs> what did you make of Keenan Davis? I think it's an awkward one, isn't it? Because we always say it's difficult to judge him over a ten-minute cameo, get him starting, get him in the starting lineup. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's quite got the quality to lead the lower line on his own. Um, I don't think he's quite got the guile, um, you know, to, to, to trouble defenders from minute one. Hey, um, one, one minute from the first minute. I don't like phrase <laughs> minute one um, from from the first minute. I think we we found this is a, it's a very narrow sample, so we can't write him off on the basis of one start tonight. But I think we we found that Key maybe does a lot of his good work when defenders are tiring at the end of the mm. game and he can use that burst of pace and energy and power. Um, I don't think he had much much of a look in today, to be honest. Um, I would still would like to see him. I still would like to see him play in a two up with yeah. Watkins to, to see what he could do. I don't think Dean Smith's going to do that from the start of games. You know, he's not suddenly going to rip up his tried and trusted formation now. Um <laughs> I thought he, I thought he worked hard. I thought he put put the graft in, you know, for, for little return really. Um, said before, I know he scored against Albion the other week, but he's not a kind of goal scoring striker, is he? Um, yeah. I, I don't want to write him off after after one start, but I still think that a spell in the championship, um, yes, will give us a real good gauge of of what he's about. 
Yeah, that's that was literally my next question. What do we do with him now? The comments seem to say that he did well with what he got in terms of his service. wasn't There wasn't much for him to do tonight, but he's not the kind of player like Watkins that will make a chance for himself because he needs the ball to be played into him. And if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get the service. What is that? I live in a haunted house. I've got really squat. <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'd could doubt do taking some advice in the comments. I've got really squeaky doors at the moment. Can I get some WD4? Uh, is that all it is? A bit of WD4 on the hinges. Yeah, probably. That was bizarre. This, that really threw me. Um, this oh, sound God, a bit Adam's so. family, doesn't it, though? Uh, oh, yeah, Keenan Davis, right, yeah. Basically, he did all right with what he had, but he's still not a great Premier League striker, I think. What you do with him next is, is questionable, isn't it? I, I don't know how old he is now because you think of him as a youngster, but I'm sure he's 22 or 23, so not really a youngster in today's standards. Um, so alone in the Championship, and if he scores two or three goals, that's probably the end of his Villa career. If he has a great season in the Championship, then maybe there's a Villa future for him the following year. But you've got to wait and see, haven't you? Like, he still hasn't played that many minutes for, for Villa, really. He has, and he hasn't. 20, <laughs> he's 23 years old, apparently. 23. Um, so that's not, it's not a youngster, is it? The, the kids like um, that are coming through at the moment that will be playing Albion tomorrow night, they're the youngsters. They're the ones that are coming through. A 23-year-old, if they're good enough, are playing in the first team, aren't they? Feels like a veteran, doesn't he? Feels like he's been around uh, yeah. been around for ages now. Yeah, listen, I think if he was going to be, be good enough to be a starting striker with Aston Villa, he'd have probably emerged in the championship for him to enter the creaky door again. <laughs> get up and close it, would it just... Is that Keenan Davis on his, on his way out to the championship? That's, that's Keenan Davis' aching legs after his uh, after his ninety minutes tonight. Uh, <laughs> with the age veteran that he is at twenty three, um, what, what we saying? What we saying about him? Listen, he's, uh, he's not going to he's not going to break through and become Villa's first choice centre forward. Villa have paid upwards of thirty million quid for their first choice centre forward, who has kind of you know delivered all the way up through the pyramid in terms of goals mm. as well, as well as all-round play. It's the battle to be to be Ollie Watkins' deputy, isn't it? And you kind of had that by default this season because there's been there's been no yeah. other choice. Obviously, Wesley's back, back in the battle. <laughs> Can you stop squeaking the doors? I'm doing a podcast here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, please get us back so, to film yeah. in real life soon. This is awful. Are we allowed to do that, by the way? You know, like the, the restrictions are changing. Are we allowed to film in person? Do we know? Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. I'll uh, I'll check the um, probably. I think from 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 um, Monday, can't you meet up indoors in sixties or something? Oh, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to investigate because a few people have mentioned that it looks like you're sat on the toilet. It's we've like, <laughs> we've really fallen below standards at this point. Aren't we? <laughs> What's in the creaking? Is there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to ask. Um, let's get back to football. Talk to me about Tara Mings. Um, in, in real pain. What? What are you laughing for? No, just the, the view of me being sat on the toilet, man. Imagine. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a kind of working. I'm a working class lad from Rowley Regis, mate. But not even I would take a dump and do a podcast <laughs> at the same time. Um, um, surprised. Right. Forget all that. Right. Edit. Tara Mings looked really in uh, serious pain towards the end. Should have played maybe score with that head down. We potentially win the game but some good defending and, and looked looked decent against Mark yeah he's, Mark, he's, he's proper old school in terms of his bravery isn't he uh, he looked like he'd been shot didn't he towards mm. the uh, you know when he when he's, he's, he's cleared that from um, Calvin Lewis Lewin Lewin Lewis 
Louis, Louis, um, Louis. Um, yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he was in real, real trouble. I'm glad that he, he got up and carried on, um, mm. which suggests that it wasn't. You know, I'm sure he's still he was still smarting a bit, but it suggests that it's nothing really serious. If he was, um, if he was able to get up and and, and carry on, um, I did fear having lost Matty Cash. I mean. Obviously, Dean Smith probably doing his press conference around now, so we'll find out exactly what the um, we'll find out in more detail about Matty Cash. I can't imagine he's going to play again this season if it's a muscle injury. Um, yeah. So, means Ahmed Hamadi has a couple of farewell. He'll uh, get ten thousand Villa fans giving him a standing ovation um, yeah. against Chelsea in a couple of weeks' time. But no, I'm just just listen. I, I care more about Villa than I do about. Uh, England's Euro 2020, 2021 squad. Um, I don't mean that in a kind of nasty way. It's obviously, I want England to do well as well. But I do fear, I do fear a little bit for the for the ones, you know, Watkins, Grealish, Mings are still hoping to kind of make the cut. Um, I don't want them to do themselves any jeopardy, uh, to mm. do themselves, put themselves in jeopardy or, or at risk. Um, you know, as Villa, Villa's season kind of fizzles out. This comment, I've got to flash it up. I'm not going to sing it to the tune, but you might. It's just it's made me laugh. It shouldn't have. Um, do, you want to, do you want to sing along to that for the audio listeners? I'm not going to, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> you want me to sing? No, I'm not going to sing it. Okay, I thought it. you might. I thought you might go for it. Um, someone else asked whether we've ever considered God considered stand up. Clearly not. Um, no, definitely not. Don't encourage this silliness. We need to move on and talk about football. Uh, we're 30 minutes into this podcast and we've not men- mentioned Jack Grealish coming back yet, which is pretty much the main talking point. Um, it's lovely to see him back, isn't it? That instant impact as soon as he came on as well. I don't know whether he's better <laughs> or whether we've been so rubbish with that and that him just running with the ball makes me excited. Yeah, it's. Um, I think think about Jack Grealish. He's most players who've been out for, what's he been out for now? 47 years or 12, whatever it was? Or? <laughs> 12 games. Most players who've been out for 12 games would probably feel the way back in gently and, you know, just play five-yard passes to make sure that, that they're doing the basics right and just to kind of, you know, blow the rust off a little bit. But Jack Grealish, you know, as soon as he as soon as he's got the ball, it's almost he's just remembered what he's missed, hasn't he? And just mm-hmm. wants to be on the ball, wants to run at defenders, wants to commit defenders, wants to um be body checked by defenders and rant at referees. Um it's a remarkable stat, isn't it, that he's still the most foul player having missed a third of the season. It's you know, it's it's, it's ridiculous really. But no, he started he carried on where he where he left off. And it's it's great to see because even within those first couple of minutes, I think he got the ball and, and, and embarked on a run down the left and teed up teed up um, played played the ball for for target. Um, and it was just you, you can just see a little, a little bit of a change in tempo to Villa and yeah, change. Yeah. You know, no no longer is every single ball and everything every single pass telegraphed. You know, there's a little bit of variety in there. Um, and that's what we know he can do. And I think it's a challenge is, is his now, isn't it? You know, I think he's done enough in previous, you know, in, in two thirds of the season to, and, and in his few first few England games to prove to Gareth Southgate, who was very, very cynical and had to be won over by Jack Grealish. But I think he's proved to him that he deserves to, to be involved now. That comes with a heavy dollop 
of bias because there's a lot of very good players uh, in those kind of attacking midfield and forward areas for England. Uh, but it's exciting for Villa that Jack Grealish is going to be doing his absolute damnedest to make sure that you know he he adds to his showreel over the next couple of weeks. And at a time when we're a bit worried that the Villa's season's gone flat, Jack Grealish can't afford for, for his season to be flat. You know, it's 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 his stage now, isn't it? So it just gives a little bit of extra interest and intrigue for me for the, for the last couple of games. Would you be surprised if he didn't make that Euro squad? I think I would, yeah. I think I'd, I would be surprised and I'd be, I'd be a bit gutted for him, really, yeah, because... The journey that he's, he's been on in the last four or five years, you know, people have written him off and said, oh, yeah, you're a flat-track bully, you can do it in the Championship, or you're a one-game wonder, you can do it against Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final. When are you going to sustain it? When are you going to do it? Uh, and then it was, oh, he looked great last season, but he, he looked great because Villa was so poor and he, he, he only stood out for that reason. And people are running, running out of excuses to knock him. Anymore, people used to say he doesn't track back. He does. He's always grafted. He's always had had a, a work ethic. Um, you know, people say he's, say he goes down too easily, but we've seen bookings for Ollie Watkins and, and Troyore today um, for diving. There's very few, if ever, has Jack Greenish been booked for diving? I might be being a bit naive here, but I don't think there's been many occasions when he has. I think he might have got one in the championship, maybe if I remember right. Because I'm sure I'm sure I've said before that Jack Greedis has never been booked for diving. Then someone proved me wrong. I, I could be wrong again there, though. Yeah, but it's only it's only a, a, a very very sparse amount of, of bookings for diving, if, if if any. So, like I said, the people of people of even his biggest critics, the biggest cynics, and people who don't want to like him because he's this kind of you know this floppy haired strutting socks down kind of bit of a bit of a jack the lad he's won those over as well yeah. you know and he's won one over a cynical England manager so I just think he deserves to be in that in that squad now whether he starts that that's a different matter but what an option to have have off the bench um so fingers crossed he does get I was gonna say get on the plane but I don't think he's <laughs> I think it's case of getting on the plane get get in the squad uh fingers crossed he does get in the squad and fingers crossed he propels himself into the squad by lighting up Villa's last couple of games. Yeah, I think personally, I know that Southgate's been weird with the whole situation. I think he'll be in there guaranteed, even if the rest of his season he doesn't do anything, if he doesn't score or assist in the last three games. I think his place is guaranteed as long as he's fit. So if, if he starts the next three and does okay, I think he's definitely on the plane. Surely you have to take Jack Grealish to the Euros. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? You'd think so. Like I say, we're, we're, we're massively biased. Uh, yeah. I don't think Ollie Watkins will make the cut, if I'm being honest. I think Tyron Mings and Jack Grealish will. Um, but I'm, I'm, it sounds really kind of unpatriotic, and I, I really hope that, that England have a good go at it. And the World Cup campaign a couple of years ago was really was really brilliant, was as close to anything. You know, I'm, I'm old enough to have enjoyed Euro 96 and the World Cup Italian 90, you know, and the, yeah. the previous World Cup was as close to anything as that. So I hope England make a, a real good um, good go of it. But my mind's already wandering to Aston Villa next season and Aston Villa mm-hmm. closed season and, um, you know, what we do to take that next step. So as much as I want Jack, Jack and Tyrone Mings and Ollie Watkins to be there for their own professional careers and, and development, 
I really want to make sure that they're wrapped in cotton wool and that they're starting for Aston Villa next season. Yeah. There's a few comments clarifying that he was booked in the Crystal Palace game last season for that VAR thing at the end when Landry scored. Oh, right. I remember, yeah. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Because we've got Palace away at the weekend. The last time we played them last season... Lansbury, you know, Lansbury played. Was, <laughs> was that going to be Lansbury? You know, Lansbury scored and had it, had it chalked off. That seems like, and I'll keep saying this, but that does seem like a real lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago, to be fair. It, it was the start it was the start of last season, wasn't it? So we've had a whole season pretty much again since then. Um, yeah. Uh, there isn't really much more to say, is there really? I can't think of anything. Have we missed anything major? Um... I don't know. So I'm just trying to nil, nil, isn't it? What's, what's, what is there to say? Well, you look ahead to next game. Watkins comes straight back in, doesn't he? However, however yeah. hard we thought Keenan Davis tried, Watkins comes in. El Mohamedi is is going to going to start start at right back. It's it's it's, it's what are you laughing at? Someone says talk about sausage rolls or something. I'll have chippy tea again tonight, but we've already done the chippy tea talk. We do that. We do that every other week. If uh, would you start Grealish? So if, does, he, does he definitely start? I don't know. Probably does now. He probably probably does because if they think, listen, I don't. I don't think he'll still have kept himself, you know, fitness, fitness wise. I don't think there'll be a problem with that. I think you. I think you have to because I think. I think he'll be in, not that he picks the team, but he'll be insisting on on getting as many minutes in his legs as he can. Yeah. Dean Smith will think, you know, we've got three three games left. Let's see if we can get six points or more from those. It's going to be a big ask because two of them, you know, Tottenham and Chelsea, are in there as well as Palace. Um, I think, yeah, I think he would. I think he will, and I, I would start. Him, you know, he's providing his. What, what are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have laughed because it's such a stupid joke. I'm going to have to mention it now. I was hoping I'd get away with it. Where he says, did you hear about that Italian chef that died? Yeah, he passed away. <sighs> it's not even funny, but I laughed. I'm embarrassed that I laughed at that. Uh, what were you saying? I'm so sorry. I can't remember. Jack really, Jack really started. You know, I would start him. I think Dean Smith will start him. Um... Yeah, I've, I've not really, like I said, I've not really got, got a great deal to this, which is not yeah. great for a podcast, is it? No, no, there is one thing we mentioned, Tom Fleming uh, has brought it up, he says, mentioned Emmy hitting the clean sheet record, he's level with Brad Friedel now with 15 Premier League clean sheets. Uh, they mentioned it, didn't they, like the 85th minute, I think it was, saying, oh, he's, he's won away, he's not had a clean sheet since Wolves away, and I was like, ah. Oh. I think now that's ruined it that he's obviously going to concede, but finally hits that tar- that um, that record to equal it. Does he break it with three to go, do you think? Crystal Palace is the obvious one. I hope so. I hope so. Um, it's, took, it's taken long enough to, to equal it because <laughs> we've been banging on about it for uh, the last two months. Did we say Wolves Wolves at home was the last? The last um, yeah, it was Wolves, I can't remember what home or what. Um, yeah, I, I think he will. I think he will break it. Um, and I think it's you know it'll be a, a nice kind of I don't know how how seriously footballers take little milestones like that. Um, you know I don't didn't you think you'll get like a little kind of letter of congratulations from the club secretary or something or a little kind of plaque with a trophy made from you know from the local whatever. Um, 
I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just spouting words. Um, yeah, uh, listen, he, he definitely, he definitely deserves it. The good thing about Martinez as well is you could count, count the mistakes he's made all this season on on the fingers of one of his very, very precious hands. But when he does make a mistake, he bounces back really quickly. You know, we were saying on uh, the weekend that he perhaps should have done better for um, for United's second goal. Um, yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't phase him particularly. He knows that his standards are normally so high that he can. Quite, he seems to be able to to shake off and shrug off those kind of mistakes. Um, I tell you what. I, what I did want to mention. It was just. I mean, I don't know when the results of the ballot uh, are out mm. for Villa Park. They might be out now. If they are, I'm not going because I've not got an email. <laughs> but one of the reasons. Well, the main reason I want to get back is because it's a fantastic place, and I want to be amongst fellow Villa fans and enjoyed Villa Park and enjoyed watching watching my team again. Another reason is so I don't have to listen to Sky Sports commentators and, oh. and pundits because they're absolutely doing my head in at the moment. I mean, was Jamie, uh, Jamie Redknapp before the game said that, um, what was, how did he describe it? I think he described Villa's recruitment last season as being very bad. Which I thought was, I thought it was just a little bit ignorant and harsh in the extreme because, yes, Villa signed a few duds, and yes, you know the sporting director Suso paid the price and had to leave. But to me, that recruitment—I don't want to go over too much old ground—but that recruitment was what kept Villa in the Premier League. Villa had to build a first eleven and a squad of sorts for the Premier League, so it's mission accomplished in that sense. So I don't know how that can equate to being very bad. And then in the next breath, they're praising Esri Konsa and Toro Mings, who were signed in that window anyway. You, yeah. you know, just kind of get your facts straight. Um, and the other, Andy Hinchcliffe tonight was just so, he's just so moany. Just, you know, whatever anybody does, Andy Hinchcliffe suggests that they should have done it better. <laughs> now, Andy Hinchcliffe was a decent, a decent Premier League, you know, fair to middling Premier League fullback, but, you know, he wasn't Roberto Carlos. So why is he? What, he just seems to have a really real mardy tone on him all the time. So I'll be glad of shutting those lot, lot out and just hearing my son moaning instead. Also, off the top of my head, aren't five of those players signed last season starting tonight? Consumings, Target, Douglas Louise, and El Ghazi. Yeah, you know, starting for a Villa team that's tenth, eleventh in the in the Premier League. So. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a bit of a lazy a lazy thing that that pundits can trot out. But you know, fair play to Jamie Redknapp for actually mentioning Villa anyway, because I thought he'd probably be looking at the other screen, seeing oh, you know God. Andy Robertson stretching his calves or something. I tell you what, I'm glad they split the screen to show us Liverpool warming up. Cause I, I just I don't know how they managed it. Liverpool turn up for a game, and that's news. It's a bit like this splitting the screen, isn't it? I mean, you've got me as the main event, and then just you <laughs> as a as an unwanted distraction in the corner. You know, it's. Uh, oh, but yeah, so I won't. As much as it's been good to have access to every single game on television, um, while we've not been allowed anywhere near the stadiums, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to miss the kind of token gesture commentary mm. that we that we sometimes get. Well, that we regularly get. There's probably some people watching this or writing something in the comments saying that they can't wait for us to be back at games so they don't have to hear us talking at the end of them. Well, that's going to present a logistical challenge of its own, isn't it? I yeah. wonder if we can kind of rent a room in the Witten area, you know, just yeah. a, a little kind of spare room or, 
you know, we'll have, have to have a word with some of the boozers around the ground, see if we can uh, <laughs> put a placement in, in return for us <laughs> doing, our, doing our podcasts. So otherwise, we're going to have to battle through the traffic, aren't we? Yeah. When we In the olden days, before this, we used to just film the podcast on Monday morning. Two days had passed before between the game before we spoke about it. That seems imagine weird. That. Imagine that. Imagine a nil-nil two days later. Yeah. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to... We're going to have to um, have a think about that anyway. We're going to have to yeah. plan the logistics. It's a problem for next season. Let's, let's think about it then. Yeah. Um, well, or, or next weekend, or the 23rd. Yeah, but we won't be there, will we? Well, I might be. Have you not, have you not entered the ballot? Yeah, but uh, I think my dad did it, so... I mean, somehow, but I haven't heard back. There's 10,000. What's the chances that you and me are both going to get in out of 10,000? I don't know, but I can't do the maths. <laughs> uh, Doing 10,000? Uh, yeah. The last, <laughs> God, the last point that I wanted to, to reference quickly is just a throwaway, uh, pointless thing, but I wanted to do it for the sake of people saying, why are you even talking about it? Arsenal fans on Twitter are going crazy about trying to sell Grealish this summer. Someone's just mentioned it in the comments, actually, which is perfect timing, uh, but I can't show it because of language. <laughs> They're like, oh, go and get him. Like, come, all these replies and these tweets are, come to Arsenal, come to Arsenal. We, me and Ash spoke about it on our last one, and I, I uh, posted a clip from it, and people are like, why are you even giving this airtime? And we're giving it more airtime now. But just the opportunity to mock Arsenal fans is worth giving it airtime. Arsenal, signing Jack Grealish, are you, are you joking? How many times you saying the word Arsenal? Is this for SEO purposes or what? That, that, is that, yeah, what, is that what? I just wanted to say, um, first of all, your thoughts on all the fans of opposition clubs that will be trying to sign Jack Grealish this summer. Social media will be mental for, oh, Jack Grealish, come here. Jack Grealish, do this. First of all, I don't think he's going. But secondly, Arsenal? Yeah, I love the fact that fans are, opposition fans are clamouring for our players. You, you never used to get the kind of, you know, the Real Madrid message boards pinging, pinging <laughs> like mad saying, we need your Cuba Silla, did you? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, he loves the Villa anyway, anyone knows that. Um, <laughs> as does Jack Grealish. And I just I just think that, which we know, don't we? We know Jack, if Jack Grealish eventually leaves this parish, he's going to go to a Champions League parish. Uh, yeah. And that's not Arsenal. That's not Arsenal this season. And unless they have some kind of remarkable recovery, I'm not sure that's Arsenal for the next couple of seasons. Um, so no, it's funny. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that our, our players are popular and, and, and wanted by clubs who, with delusions of grandeur, who think they're bigger and more entitled than us. Um, but no, I can't. I can't see it happening. It, it, it amuses me greatly. But I. I Probably sticking my neck out. I think Jack Grealish should be an Aston Villa player again next season. I, yeah, I don't well. hope I'm not hope I'm not tempting fate, but you know I've, I've moaned in the past, haven't I, about um, certainly last season with us all being in lockdown and not in games that we'd seen the last of Jack Grealish in a Villa shirt in the flesh. I don't think that is the case now. I think we're going to go and enjoy him for um, for another season at least. Yeah, before we get before we get to the Emirates. Yeah, that's just funny. I, I think I said, oh, why would you go to Arsenal? They're not even in Europe. And Arsenal replied back saying, well, Villa aren't in Europe. So hang on a minute, that wasn't my point, was it? I'm saying if he leaves Villa, he won't go to Arsenal because they're not. In, he'll leave Villa to go into Europe, not to go to another team in mid-table. It's just weird. Arsenal fans are weird, basically. That's my point. Yeah, well, let Arsenal fan TV have this discussion. I'd yeah. rather talk about um, Aston Villa. 
Uh, also, a final Jack Grealish thing I wanted to mention. There's a few comments uh, earlier on the podcast saying that when Jack came on, it looked like his socks were higher than usual to hide these new shin pads that he must have to protect his shins. And I quickly went through the archive and found a picture. I'll flash it up on screen. They look as low as ever to me, don't they? <laughs> you need to get the VAR lines out, don't you? <laughs> to check, to check I didn't exactly notice that they were longer. He just came on, got the captain's armband and looked his usual self for the, a 15-minute cameo, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know about the uh, the required sock length and um, shin pad size, but it looked like say, it looked like the Jack Grealish we've all been been clamouring for over the last the last couple of months. So I think it's probably the only real thing of any note to to emerge tonight. Yeah. Really, other than that, it was um, pretty much much of a muchness, to be honest. Um, yeah, to record yeah. tonight. Yeah, I think so. You, we've managed to squeeze through the half-hour mark with a bit of filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got there in the end. <laughs> Just have to hit half an hour is our target for these, apparently, there. Uh, yeah, Dud, thank you very much for watching. Thank you, Matt, for joining me from the bathroom and your squeaky door. Going to go out and get some oil for those hinges for next time because you've sorted your internet out, which is, a, is a one positive, but we've got a creaky door instead, which, yeah, I'd prefer that over bad internet, but for a podcast, people listening to this who will be who won't even be able to see you will be like, "What was that noise out of nowhere?" And then we have to explain it. And no, this is a running joke, but yeah, nice to see you. Uh, you know, see you properly, I mean, not not be all fuzzy and, and, and crackly. But I prefer not to see you sat on the toilet next time, if possible. No, it's fine. Well, I've got to wipe now anyway and wash my hands, so I'll. Um... <laughs> Right, let's call it there. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back again on Sunday for the Crystal Palace game, Sunday afternoon. Um, until then, thank you very much for watching and up the villa. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.